0: I respond to emails uh, all the time, only the important ones that are attached to money. I I know that you like to kind of get into the the weeds a little bit, no pun intended.
1: Yeah, the weeds, you know, just like the booking emails for this podcast the one job that you have you know those ones that you don't do those are the ones i get into
0: what i don't know i mean yeah if you send me a shitty guest i'm kind of slow to respond sorry i mean that's you know it's it's a kind of a it's kind of a priority list i have in my head do you want
1: to get into this right now (laughs) in terms of that do you really want to do this right now i would love, (laughs) love to i would love to if you want to if you want to get slicey with it
0: no i don't want to get slicey with that i do want to go ahead and apologize if there's any noise the landscape architect and his crew is outside getting busy today as we speak
1: it sounds good so far
0: okay just i just wanted to warn you and the listeners that these um you know Mm -hmm. these grasses are getting installed now uh so there could be some noise you know i don't know what you're getting
1: some grasses installed i like that we call that sodding off in the industry it's
0: not sod though it's like a longer kind of british garden vibe we're going for
1: oh okay okay yeah I'm curious to see um, the what 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 is the name of your landscape artist again? Uh, Daniel. Daniel. I'm curious to see what is are there any mock-ups or there's there's some, some kind of CAD drawings or any watercolors. There are some there are some nice. Yeah, I wish he,
0: <laughs> what if you would have sent me a Hockney style watercolor? <laughs> no, it's a it's a um, no. He, there, there's a nice uh, PDF where uh, he used. I like his rudimentary Photoshop skills. They kind of like remind me of something I would do, where it gives you just enough for you to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and approve the large expenditure but not so much that you're like damn i can really see the future here
1: you you appreciate his elementary style mood boards and mock-ups
0: yeah exactly it's it's much like when a designer i can i can see a sketch and understand that they have the vision without actually having to see the vision myself
1: and also because you know you, know, you don't want your uh your guy who's out there literally in the weeds you know, spending all his mm-hmm. time behind the behind the desk on his laptop learning. You know, you no. you want him to get out there and, and get a shovel in his hand and really get after
0: it. Exactly. What I like about him, especially, is that he's he's. Never, I haven't seen him touch a shovel, but he's got four guys shoveling for him, which is a real energy that I can respect and get behind.
1: Mm-hmm. When in doubt trick someone else into doing the work for you the chris black method
0: uh, yeah exactly but no it's uh it's nice that it's finally happening and uh i had a great jog this morning i hit i hit uh the flow state
1: could you describe what the flow state is to our listeners at home who are too uh i don't know obese to know what that means
0: i just I, you hit sometimes when you're running you hit a point where you you stop feeling the pain, and you kind of black out, and you're just grooving.
1: Okay. So is this the same thing as what other people would describe as a runner's high, or is this different?
0: I find the runner's high is at the end. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you finish, you feel it.
1: Uh, So the flow state is like that's when you're, when you're hitting it from the bike, and you're like, I could go all night. And yeah, exactly. The runner's yeah. high is when you finally do bust it. Exactly. And then, and then you're like, wow, that feels really good. Thank you for
0: putting this in terms that people can understand. I you're you're the and translator. Then
1: after both activities, I need to towel towel off a little bit. Oh, I little, thought I thought you were gonna get say a little blue Gatorade in you too. I thought you Why were not? gonna
0: say plan B, but I was like, nah, runner's high. I don't really I'm good. Chris. <laughs> Chris, <laughs>
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: Oh uh, no, I'm sure you don't. Um, but uh yeah, so I, I hit the I hit the flow state. It was feeling Plan
1: B's for sailors, you understand me?
0: I went a little I went a little longer than, than normal uh as I make my return to the road. That's good, man. All Chris stuff
1: aside, uh did you see that Sienna Miller video of all our outfits? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna get into the important you couldn't wait. Yeah, I did not I saw it in the group chat. I haven't had a chance to check it out um i was just busy working on emails but i did see you post some nice links in the group chat sienna miller's outfits are i I didn't post are they on fleek
0: i didn't post that that was uh
1: so are are, is she is bay looking on fleek or what she looks
0: good yeah i mean you know she's a little she can lean a little boho still like her heritage which isn't my favorite but because she's british i'll allow it Mm, you know what i mean interesting
1: okay so you if it were up to you you would, you might put her in a few different looks. Well, but all I mean, in all, all in all, we'll take it as a W on the scoreboard.
0: Of course, yeah, yeah numbers on the boards. Uh, but what is the? I've, I've watched the show Anatomy of a Scandal because that's why she's doing all this press, mm-hmm. and it's like almost good. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: I haven't seen it. I I need. I'm I'm have. I have scandal fatigue right now. I can't take. A, I I'm after the the Tinder Swindler. I, I had to. I had to take a little. This is
0: not that though, because this is a fiction. This is like a. This, this know,
1: is this like, is a this is a fictional tale of, of some. It's like a British high court.
0: Yeah, it's a British high court. Uh, Sienna is is married to a a like a political figure who went went to uh, Oxford and was the member of a private society where they did bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's about a trial. It's about him being on trial for rape.
1: Okay, so this is a this is a British rape procedural. That's right.
0: And the best part about okay. a, a British rape procedural is that they wear the wigs in court. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Of
1: course. Well they they wear the wigs when they raping and when they prosecuting. That's true. Those those cookie guys across the pond over They're there, you
0: know? Absolutely mental. Well
1: speaking of, Chris, we were um, Bay and I were working on our 2022 European vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that you you guys have to be out there for uh, for some friend of the show's nuptials. We're trying to maybe plan on finding a way to align mm-hmm. in the valleys of Tuscana, mm-hmm. but you know, we were we were gonna originally have Milano as our kind of home base my, landing point. My court. favorite, your favorite, mm-hmm. but I think that week we had some intel inside, boots on the ground in Milano, and and we were told that. That's a a week where the city basically kind of shuts down. I forgot what week it's called. There's something going on where basically like it's hot. It sucks, and all the businesses shut down, and everyone leaves town. Yeah, I mean, which the which I think is every week in Italy.
0: I mean, that's every week in August. That's why I don't understand why everybody wants to get. It's like I thought that was the whole thing. You don't want to go when the locals are on vacation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to. be You don't want to be like. I mean, well, this I don't want to go at all. (laughs) But (laughs) you know, well, we have to operate with the assumption that that is that is obvious. But sure, you know, we're we're living in a post gotta go state. We got to go. um but yeah we don't want to just go there and, and look at a bunch of dope restaurants that are closed i love i love dope closed stuff it's kind of my <laughs> so kind of my thing. so we we were thinking about gay Perry. yeah you know oberg said it's a little bit of the same in august it's hot it's kind of shitty so right now the working the working landing point merry old england london town what do you say chris
0: bro absolutely the best choice you know what i mean
1: (laughs) well first of all they'd be speaking english already they already be speaking
0: english the food will make you sick
1: claire patak is our plug now to get into the underbelly of the culinary arts claire
0: i'm i'll fly there just for claire to take us to river cafe um because i want to go with the vip and then i'll go you know what and just if she if she can set that up then i will eat some of her cakes that's kind of the reward. Wow. She'll she'll pay for the meal at River Cafe, and then I will I will eat her cakes as a reward if she gives them to me for free. She will as a reward. yeah if she gives me the cakes
1: for free, I will have a bite of a lemon tart. So you want to be treated. I mean, on a level above Sienna Miller, it seems well, like. royalty. I consider
0: myself to be the the Prince Harry of West Hollywood, so you know it's it's not it's not out of
1: the question. For like, me. If, like if Prince Harry was somehow gayer <laughs> and balder,
0: uh, then yeah, actually, Prince Harry uh, Prince Harry is balder than me, I think, and I know that sounds crazy, but give it a look.
1: <laughs> give it no, a look. you're right. You're right. Prince Harry Prince Harry is balder by the by the grace of God, balder than you. You're you're Balder by the grace of the clipper. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw my guys at barbershop friends yesterday. Uh, still have never spoken a word of English to each other and I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Wait, the name of your barber is called Barbershop Friends? Yeah, it's fire. Can adults get their haircut there too It's only adults
0: it's Is only, it just tots only i'm only I'm the only white guy in there I've ever seen mm-hmm. it's only Mexican it's they all speak espanol mm-hmm. they love me because I show up on time for an appointment and I pay in cash baby mm. it's it's I, I've earned I've earned my right i I only get my haircut from the owner What's the owner's name will. <laughs> There's no, there's no, there's no mustache. There's no mustaches. They're playing awful music, loud as fuck from TVs.
1: All, when you say awful, does that mean Mexican?
0: It, not even. Just like really offensive, <laughs> like offensively kind of loud. Like black eyed
1: peas. Like what's yeah? It could on? be. It
0: could be black eyed peas, and then followed up by like the Spanish version of black eyed peas.
1: Ojos negros. But they
0: exactly. But they um. They, yeah, I just like that they don't offer me like a a scotch. There's, you know what I mean. There's no vibe at all, <laughs> and it's so refreshing to be in a vibeless place where the 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 quality of the service is good, mm-hmm. and it's just a great quick exchange, and everybody's happy. It's it's perfect.
1: They don't even will will doesn't even know what an iPad is, let alone how to set up a POS system on it. Right? No, he yeah, he doesn't care. He there's he's no like, there's uh, no thing where you you hit a button and then it says wow 25 percent. <laughs> exactly you must love us <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i hand him cash and he
0: says gracias we dap and i'm out and it's, it's no problem for anybody yeah it's great damn
1: i can't wait until you get the quinceañera invite at uh, Senior Will Will's house. <laughs> what
0: if I got the Keatsenira invite?
1: Oh damn, I would turn up. I don't up think to... I've ever met a Mexican, the Mexican homie named Will. Uh, maybe that's wrong. They got to exist out there. I mean, it could be,
0: it could be a, a short form for something more elaborate. If
1: you're, if you're a member of the Lat- Latinx community named Will, send me a DM. Please give Jason a jingle and let him know. If you're a Will Gone Wild, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to go. I'm excited because number one. I've never been to London before.
0: No, I know. You're gonna absolutely lose your mind. I'll connect you with some of my mates that can get you the best Charlie (laughs) and you can just you guys can hit the I can see you right now after work, your ties loose, you're having a couple pints with the boys on the street. Oh yeah. Because you know, pint pint culture I feel like could really work for you.
1: Yeah, I've been uh I've been a member of it for decades. But you really haven't
0: until you've done it until you've done it there you know i was thinking actually about going to the countryside before
1: which countryside though?
0: the 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 british countryside the, the british countryside yeah a friend of the show uh russell who has a, a company called sonic editions i've worked with he he moved there mm. he oh, yeah, has yeah, this yeah, yeah. he has this nice pad out there and he's always like you know come check it out and he he lives in the town where glastonbury happens so they give him free tickets he's like you get free tickets cuz the town is fucking shut down and he's like, I have guess I'm going to go like I'm going to take my kids to see Paul McCartney because I can walk home. Damn. I'm like, that's sick. That's sick. I know. It's so sick. I was like,
1: what a difference. Because like here in, you know, in America, if you live next to a festival like that, then it's like you're a you're like a meth head who's trying to make 20 bucks to charge people <laughs> to park in your <laughs> drive. Park. Yeah, exactly. park like 14 cars in your one car driveway. Blow it all on fentanyl. And over there, they're like, "Oh yeah, we just wanted to give you free tickets. Come enjoy the show." No, Russell might. Ru- Russell, Russell's a hustler. He
0: might be charging twenty five per Chelsea tractor. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And and the, the lot, he might. He's not above it. He's a he's a businessman first and foremost. How
1: much for the rover? <laughs> How much for the bloody
0: rover? It's gonna take up two spots, so it's gonna be fifty for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, that you know the the marijuana is shit over there, which we've learned from. uh Friend of the show, snail mail, but the cocaine is good. Yeah. Can you vouch for that, Chris? I've,
0: I've shut down a couple pubs and closed the blinds and did my share of Charlie uh, in my time, oh. and it, it's fine. I mean, look, they they do nightlife better than we do, I think, mm-hmm. so I would imagine the drugs, the ketamine's definitely better.
1: Oh, it's in, I mean, the ketamine, it's in the water over there.
0: It's true. It's, I feel like it comes from Germany, so it's a little closer, it's a little fresher. you know you don't want you don't you don't want that kind of extra powdery you know what i'm saying you want just powdery enough. locally sourced yeah i want my artisanal (laughs) ketamine please
1: uh i mean artisan ketamine literally music to my ears but um we have a guest today Molly Lambert.
0: Molly Lambert, friend of the show, long time, uh, long time LA resident, kind of an LA historian, some, I would say.
1: LA historian for sure. Um, I've known her for a long time and her brother. She, yeah, a fixture in the LA, in the LA world, a writer for many years. Um, I think I first knew about her when she would do, um, Mad Men episode roundups, or oh, I think over on Grantland. Real fans of the show know I'm a madman head. So um, now she has a new podcast called Heidi World, which is a fiction – well, not fictional. It's a a dramatization. It's not a documentary-style true crime podcast. It's it's actually acted out by people, including uh, Chris and I. We have a a small – Character actor V.O.
0: Yeah, it's it's finally uh,
1: V.O. piece that we can add to our resume.
0: You guys love my British accent so much, and Molly obviously does as well. That's why I have two lines as Billy Idol, uh, which which you know I I did study some Letterman appearances, and I I think I didn't nail it but you know i did what i could with what i had
1: right i mean nobody's expecting you to really bring you know you've always been anti improv and impressionists you know so that's not true you've heard my kermit the frog don't do that <laughs> you know that my kermit my kermit right no, no no i i stand corrected your your cartoon character work when you love what you're doing you know what i mean look i i imagine myself as kermit
0: and uh, i just really get to a place
1: you're the kermit of podcasting i of course am voicing Known philanderer and drug <laughs> abuser Charles Sheen, you and <laughs> I, I love an impression. Uh, as we all know, how but did you do? Probably not that great. Not I <laughs> Sheen is a tough, tough one. Yeah, there's real stuff. Because the problem is, everyone knows Sheen as like the animated, like Tiger Blood, winning, like yeah. cocaine addict kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah. like just maniac shit. But if I'm if I'm playing him, like in 1991 he's probably just it's just regular sheen regular sheen yeah it's less fun the the impression work for the greats it's it's the words you don't say it's not the words that you say you know that right Chris? that's
0: right the restraint the restraint all right let's uh let's give let's give molly a call and uh, we'll find out all about how bad we sound hey jason we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on you're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know.
1: ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you, and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance, Located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash HowLong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash HowLong. ZocDoc.com slash HowLong.
0: HowLong Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, Oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair.
1: Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair Nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got R A F on the nut. Dotcom <laughs> promo code how long. That's nutriful.com <laughs> promo code how long.
0: The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language. The second best way And that's with Babel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel.
1: Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my cold cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a
0: special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com. Get 55% off at babbel.com. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash how long rules and restrictions may apply
1: not unlike the the comedy work of bill maher molly likes to puff a little bit before she goes on goes on a hot mic is that right molly
2: yeah i'm just like bill maher i i I just saw he has a new special and that it's
1: called adulting yes it is i actually caught a little bit of it yesterday no not
0: no bill no, Bill. Don't worry,
1: he's making fun of people that say adulting. He's not he's not uh, an adulting supporter.
0: I don't care. You shouldn't <laughs> name it that you shouldn't name it that. You're it's misleading to the to the customer.
2: Every time I see it on the HBO wow. app, it makes me just close the HBO app.
0: <laughs> the HBO app shuts down, you can't help that.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of I mean, obviously Bill Maher is Bill Maher, but there are some similarities of what Chris and I complain about on, you know, I think the line with adulting is like people will say like I went to. I made a dentist appointment. Hashtag adulting. You know, like just doing normal kind of menial chores throughout the day has become something that we have to congratulate ourselves for.
2: No one should ever say adulting, including me. Right now, of course
1: not. Of course not.
2: I should get air horned off the show for even saying (laughs) it out loud.
0: We, you know, it's my gym that I go to. There's a coffee shop that's owned by the same people. It's in the it's in the bottom floor, and the gym is in the top. And there was a sandwich board outside that said like get yourself a coffee hashtag adulting for a while
1: <laughs> i think that's because babies shouldn't drink coffee is i it?
0: i guess that the caffeine is probably not great for for children or toddlers but it really it really would put me in a mood and i think it helped me take it out on the weights you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah you were like i'm gonna put on my big girl pants today and drink <laughs> coffee I'm gonna have a pistachio milk cortado <laughs> and really put the put some weight put some weight on the board on the board Dude, that was fucking, my plan that's fire man. but the sign and then I I mean it's just that sign consistently changes and I, adulting is not the worst thing that it says.
1: <laughs> so so they they're they're gonna scrape the adulting away in just a couple weeks and it's gonna say something involving may the fourth be with you I'm assuming oh, <laughs> yes yes <man>. exactly <laughs> Nobody, nobody likes May the Fourth. Be with you, right, Molly?
0: We got Cinco, de, we got Cinco de Mayo coming up right after that. Uh. You know, it's about to be a movie on the signs. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: <laughs> I would kick it. That makes me want to kick a sign over.
0: I could. I mean, unfortunately, I I know the proprietor, or I would do some light vandalism.
1: Hopefully, the proprietor is listening to this podcast right now, and they're kind of sulking over to the chalkboard and kind of solemnly wiping that message away.
2: I mean, it's probably some some. Poor coffee drone, who's you know the manager's like, hey, I've got a funny idea, and then some poor schmuck has to go outside and, and write. Which a one of you pussies has the best
1: handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's definitely
0: there's definitely people that work at this coffee shop that are taking improv classes. I can't confirm that, but I feel it in my bones when I walk by.
2: Oh, of course. Oh, I mean, if you're I mean, you're at
0: a gym in Hollywood. I was gonna
2: say, are you in Hollywood? Then yeah, your co- your barista uh, has a UCB. Class, they'd like to sell
0: you. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever barista
1: Molly? Uh,
2: no, but I worked at Trader Joe's. So
1: what? Uh, at oh yeah, yeah. forgot so about that. I, how long ago was that? Wait, the A one across from Gelson's, like oh, the yeah, real one, the one. Oh yeah, you worked the one, and also where there was that infamous police chase shootout. Oh, yeah, yeah, where the
2: cops yeah. where the cops killed my friend's sister. Oh so yeah. shit,
0: I forgot about it. that. Was like a years ago at this point or yeah, no? It was
1: maybe like 3 years
2: it ago. It was a few years ago, but just time has also mm-hmm. collapsed into nothingness. You know, I I I like kind of I'm good at like a service job. I like being like, "Hey, how you doing today?" I was great at the Trader Joe's thing where you like ask people about themselves.
0: Is that because that's
1: like a mandate, correct?
2: Yeah, and it's really funny to me because people are always like, "Well, the Trader Joe's person just really <laughs> wanted to know about my shirt." You, you
1: can tell when it's when it, when it's faking or not, you know?
2: Right. Well, it's just like, "Oh, do you think the strippers are in love with you?" Right. Like, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. yeah.
0: The the, pro, the produce chick at whole at, at, at Trader Joe's is really
1: into me, not unlike a stripper. Molly, have you ever maybe had a crush on a customer and texted them, "Hey"? <laughs> come see me no. tonight I'm, I'm working tonight <laughs> you know
2: what though like when I I'm giving out some
1: coffee samples
2: I kind of thought I think because that was like working tonight. <laughs> that was like when I thought I would meet somebody maybe working at Trader Joe's you know but then you forget that people don't treat you like a person when you're working a service job yeah they're kind of like you are you know a piece of furniture that I give money to mm-hmm. but also married people and people in like serious relationships go to Trader Joe's before they have their little, like, picnics. If you want to meet single people, you have to go to Vons <laughs> at 9 p.m. Single men go to Vaughn's at, like, 9.30 to buy a rotisserie chicken.
1: That, I'm going to that- yeah, get you an Albertsons <laughs> at 8.45, motherfucker. Well, the problem is, I think the, I think the rotisserie chicken at 9 p.m. set... Is kind of single for a reason. Yeah, yeah. There's you know there's some mean? other red flags there. There's some other red. <laughs> it's flags.
2: It's a good meal, actually. It is a great meal. Oh,
1: of course. I've been loving Avon's Pavilions rotisserie chicken. You know, this is an attack on low. America
0: runs on that, not Duncan. This is not an attack on low grade rotisserie chickens. This is more of an attack on the kind of person that's buying that alone dinner alone at 9 p.m. I think is the issue. Well,
2: that's where this the meat market.
0: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I mean, Trader Joe's does seem. I'm a. I'm not into it it's too cheap for me um but i i do <laughs> i do i do i've been there i've honestly only been to trader joe's a handful of times in my life because we didn't i didn't like atlanta where i grew up we didn't have them mm-hmm. and it, it was like a novelty because i was like v ve- ve- i was like vegan in high school and like in my early 20s so like when i first came to la i was like holy shit this is crazy but i know everybody has their like favorite trader joe's you know uh in-house brand products
2: I, I want to know where Chris shops. That uh, Trader Joe's is too. He
0: was down there at Publix, Kroger's. Publix, like that. Publix, Publix is number one in the South. Kroger, uh, the Kroger that I live near was unfortunately nicknamed Murder Kroger uh, because of some because of some shootings. <laughs> because that they killed
1: that- it on customer service, <laughs>
0: exactly. And then they also had a Disco Kroger. Uh, in Atlanta because it was it was the original location that's like our rock and roll Ralph's right Molly
2: that's what I was just gonna say yeah
0: exactly yeah exactly and then no but in LA I I shop at Erwan and Whole Foods
2: okay well that's what I would imagine for you but just so you know a little bit of Trader Joe's customer service coming back in Trader (laughs) Joe's is cheap because it's all in-house brands
0: you're cutting out the middleman
2: you're cutting out the middleman that's their slogan it's like you they don't have to pay for the trucks that bring food, and that's the reason food gets marked up at other grocery stores, is because they have to pay someone to take
1: mm-hmm. it to the grocery store. Supply chain issues don't
0: affect Joe, I, Molly. I, you know, I expected a lot of things from you. Uh, Woman's planning supply chain is not <laughs> one of them, and I'm I, appre- I appreciate every second
1: of that. That's good information.
2: I come here to talk condescendingly down to male <laughs> podcasters. That's my please. My
1: brand. That's obviously what gets us on chub, as they say, Molly. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, speaking I
1: well, of, of uh of, of Trader <laughs> Joe's being very inexpensive, I literally went there yesterday to buy um some ice cream. This is a real thing that happened. They rang me up and I looked at the price and I was like, Oh, wow, this is fucking cheap. And then the cashier goes, Oh, wait, I accidentally rung your ice cream up twice. What? It was I mean, Trader Joe if you're used to shopping at Whole Foods or Erewhon or whatever, like Trader Joe's is alarmingly cheap. It's like half the price. And also, a great place to buy flowers on the cheap, too.
0: I knew that. I knew what, the flower what
2: thing. What kind of ice cream did you get? It
1: was just, it was just like a pint of plain vanilla. Oh,
0: nice. He's a purist, Molly. You know these foodie types; they kind of like to break. Th- <laughs> they like to break things down to their kind of like their their initial elements.
2: But I love when a foodie is like, actually, vanilla is the best flavor. Everybody oh. likes it for a reason. Of
0: course, yeah. that's his dumbass. That's me. Yeah, if you, the vanilla, Haagen Dazs vanilla is, you know, is if, the if ultimate. If you're a real
1: foodie, the best omelet, butter and salt. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see what you can do with that. I don't want you to hide behind your fucking manchego. You know what I mean? Wow,
2: spoken like a true tall white mm-hmm. guy,
1: just. <laughs>
2: Oh, you know the thing everyone likes? It's the best,
1: actually. What <laughs> uh, <no, laughs> do you that's, say? That. That's false. That's false. I mean, how many, <laughs> how many people go to, go to fucking Baskin Robbins and are like, mm, vanilla? Everyone gets a flavor.
2: No, you're right. You're right. You know what?
1: Vanilla is the unsung hero. I flavor. just
2: had a piece of pie. I went to Philippe's and got the pie there, which I've never gotten. Mm-hmm. And they gave me like the, they were like, you want know, the ice cream? I said, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. They gave me the biggest scoop of vanilla ice cream. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. I wouldn't want a different flavor of ice cream on pie.
0: Exactly. What uh what now Philippe's is the French dip restaurant, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what what is the is the pie also a well-known dish there or was this just you were you had a little sweet tooth?
2: Um we were just like going to meet somebody and then I was like, "Oh, pie." Um because I didn't want a French dip. I'd already eaten dinner.
0: Did you have a cup of coffee with that pie or did you just go water?
2: No, I just um I just went water. If I had a cup of coffee at 10 p.m
0: you strike me as the type to have a night coffee
2: no I'm like a naturally nocturnal person so the coffee yeah. is is extraneous it's like I no
1: necesito
2: yeah I, I famously wasn't allowed to have soda after 8 p.m when I was a kid
1: because you'd be too lit
2: too high fee <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dr Samuel, a little too high fee unfortunately yeah the
2: doctor diagnosed <laughs> me with excessive finess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, damn we need to call it we need to get
0: her to the icu she's too hyphy
2: dr e 40 <laughs> yeah E-J. dr
0: e 40 come to the emergency room
1: now uh what kind of pie was it if you don't mind me asking chris you know you can tell chris hasn't eaten dessert in a few years because he has a lot of questions about this pie
2: they don't sell uh Gelatinous pie at Erwan?
1: Oh, they do. It's fourteen dollars a slice.
0: The blueberry is quite good. <laughs> I like their gluten-free carrot cake. It's sometimes. not warm. It's not warm. And if you want ice cream, it'll be an extra ten dollars, maybe fifteen, mm-hmm. depending on
1: what you choose. Is it
2: like raw pie? <laughs> um, I got, I got cherry, obviously, classic. Uh,
1: does Does Philippe still have sawdust on the floor?
2: I mean, it feels like it does. There's like a room that is circus themed. (laughs) Uh (laughs) There's a room that's like over here, the clowns and train room.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm listening. The last time I was there, Chris, Chris often on this show will complain about dogs in general, especially dogs, you know, dogs on the plane, dogs at the restaurant, blah, blah, blah. I don't disagree with him in a lot of ways. But one time I was at Philippe's and they had the sawdust all over the floor. And there were these two kind of big lassie style sheep dogs, and they were just kind of rolling around <laughs> in the sawdust as as like a hundred people are eating lunch. And that, it was at that moment where I was like, I, "I get it now. Like this is so fucking wrong." Yeah, that doesn't. I had so much dog. When the dog hair is in your mouth. And it's long. Oh. And it's like a like a five incher.
0: Yeah, Ugh. that's not that's not oh, great. Brother. I mean, I don't understand. So the French dip. I'm I I don't eat meat, Molly. I haven't eaten meat in in a very long time. So the the French dip, it really appeals to me. Ooh. Like it really, it really looks delicious. But what is what are you
1: actually dipping it in?
2: You dip it in gravy. Oh, it's you just dip a, it in. Okay, okay.
1: It's a, it's technically it's an au jus. Which is a uh, which is a gravy that has it's kind of a nude gravy hasn't been set with flour or a cornstarch or something.
2: Oh, thank you for knowing that. Yeah, it's like a thin gravy. It's not a thick. It's
1: lighter. Yeah, it looks it looks like a little bit.
0: It looks like a. It's just meat juice sauce. Yeah, soy sauce. you know what? I feel like if you
2: made if you made a vegetarian French dip. You'd be the richest man alive, I think.
1: I think you can get there pretty close, Chris. If if it really, I had no idea that you fantasize about a a, a seitan or a tempeh based <laughs> um, French dip. I can easily whip one of these up for you, big fella. Honestly, I don't know why it like
0: appeals to me more than like. The, the, the smoked meat, like Jewish deli sandwiches that are stacked too high. Like that does nothing for me because it just looks, it's just too much. You
1: don't like an egregious corned beef on rye. Too high. I mean, how do you eat that?
0: It's, it's honestly crazy. It's like, I'll tell you how you eat it, Chris. Very carefully. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like when the burgers got so out of hand. I'm like, you can't even, you can't eat this. There's too many toppings.
2: The, the umami burger era. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) You know, R.I.P. to space 1520. It has finally closed, Molly. I know you got to pour one out for that.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mommy burger what a simpler time right
2: oh my god people lining up around the block not knowing a pandemic is coming (laughs) great flashback
1: i mean i
0: you're not willing to die for new mommy burger that's on you uh i I don't i i don't know if i ever i definitely ate there but i remember the veggie burger wasn't it's like the it's like shake shack the veggie
1: burger's bad
2: oh yeah i don't like shake shack in general i know that's like slander to east coast people i also
1: hell yeah i agree lambert shake shack sucks ass
2: i also think in and out's a little overrated i would was gonna make my argument i'm also i don't eat red meat but when i did i think fat burger is the best and i like tommy's i'm a big tommy's guy
1: okay i'm with you on the tommy's Tommy's is the one near larchmont like the
0: like
2: there's the, just like a million of them oh yeah. there's a
0: million of them okay okay
1: I'm yeah
2: sorry. oh you're thinking of astro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: tommy's is known as the in and out but it got chili on it
3: <laughs> in, if,
1: if in and out had chili that's what tommy burger is and a lot of um True L.A. heads agree with you that, that Tommy's is kind of low-key the one.
2: Yeah, there's more of them, so it doesn't have the In-N-Out thing where you have to be in a super long line forever, yeah.
1: but... There's not more Tommy's is. Come on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there are, because In-N-Out is, like, purposefully scarce so that you have to wait in a line.
0: Purposefully scarce is nice. That that it
1: is purposefully scarce, but I think there's more. To- I think there's more in and outs in the greater Los Angeles Guys, area than look. In I, but I don't that's like a different podcasts altogether. Look,
2: what I'm saying about Tommy's is Tommy's puts chili on everything as a default. If you don't want You're chili on something, you have to say it like five times. You have to be like,
1: okay, so- give me the thing,
2: but no chili, and then you might still get chili. So.
1: The same way that Kush is my cologne, <laughs> at Tommy's chili is their ketchup. It's just implied that you're going to get it. Damn.
0: That's that's a heavy that's a nap inducing kind of vibe. I've to me.
1: I've never eaten Tommy Burger anytime before 3:45 a.m. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the only time like whenever okay. I drive by and I see like construction workers eating it for lunch at 11:45, I'm like you have you have to use a porta potty for the next 11 hours of, got the the rest like, of the day like day ahead of you. Nothing nothing good is going to happen for eating chili fries, chili burger.
0: I have dragged him to <laughs> into this high end world. is
1: my roach coach.
0: I have I have I have dragged him into this high end <laughs> world of podcasting. If it wasn't for me, he he would be fixing your garage door right now and he would be happy about
1: it. Yeah, once I met Chris and started podcasting, it was like the first time you get a <laughs> Chanel bag or something you're like oh fuck it's like a whole world you know
2: oh you went up in lifestyle
0: oh that's yeah right. exa- exactly he realized how good life could be and that's something that i don't really get thanked for enough if you ask <laughs> me but it's 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 fine because you know i i love him and it's okay i just want him happy we're
1: working on it I, through different therapy options better help stuff like that <laughs> yeah but yeah check out BetterHelp.
0: ketamine therapy molly are you a big cheefer?
1: What does that mean? I think you know exactly what it means. You
0: smoke hella kush.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, am I a fan of the
1: Kansas City Chiefs? (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs. So you like their logo, Molly?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big stoner. Um, I do not really drink alcohol. Not, not for any particular reason. I just, uh, uh, I get, I get sleepy.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but are you like waking and baking or are you only chiefing after dark?
2: <laughs> I'm a little bit waking and baking. I, oh, I, okay. Okay. I smoke like a very low THC.
1: Pussy like all day oh okay i'm back all right all right snoop all right Snoop. Yeah.
2: so you're, you're... I, I do the i, I do the hippie speedball
0: which is <laughs> oh mm-hmm. that was my favorite back in my day old brew oh and yeah oh
1: yeah
2: weed but we, do, it doesn't get you that high it doesn't really get you high and i'm just like a high functioning stoner so it's like i, I overpower being stoned with my there body. we go
1: there we go i always i always tell people that who are like oh i can't smoke i like smoked once i got paranoid i'm like you know, nobody nobody benches five hundred pounds the first time. You have to push through. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know it's right. a challenge and then once you once you pass that, you get to enjoy the spoils of your labor. This is
2: how you get people to being really baked. Do ketamine therapy with you. You're just like, just a little bit and then you just keep going. I'm
0: not a big
1: subscriber to just a little bit. Um so so is your you said that you smoke um specifically a low THC strain. Is there a is there an exact strain that you order and purchase by name, or do you just kind of – Oh, no.
2: I just buy the cheap shit.
1: Oh, uh, um, okay. So you – So do
0: they, do they know you at Cookies, or do you have to go – does the security guard dap you up, or do you have to show your ID still at Cookies?
2: Oh, I, I, I have to show my ID. Okay. So
1: do they call you Meaty Lambert instead of Molly because you're always smoking that <laughs> mid? Yeah,
2: exactly. That's my nickname.
1: Okay. <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh,
0: do you find like as a as a as a big smoker? do you miss the days of calling a classic drug dealer or, or do you like wow. going into your, your local your local store that looks like an apple store i
2: mean it's so much easier uh i'm not gonna say i don't sometimes think about when i had to drive to Encino and wait at a gas station for a guy dressed
1: like Eminem to sell <laughs> me, me some weed. There's pros and cons. I mean I don't like I don't like it when I'm like driving down La Brea at ten o'clock and there's like The guy wearing like a bulletproof vest outside. Yeah,
2: I don't love the weed store aesthetic because I I hate the Apple store aesthetic. So I don't love that weed stores are like Apple stores. It should
1: be more like a Cracker Bell.
2: Well, I feel like when they first opened weed stores, some of them were very much like just a scary door. You know, like a terrifying. I remember I went to get like a when they were still making you get a doctor's note. There was one where I like went into this like terrifying, just like metal, you know, locks behind you door downtown somewhere, and then it was just like they pulled up, they pulled the person up on like Facetime. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, "Here's the doctor," and it just pulls him up on a screen, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, you can have some weed." I love
0: it. It's
1: like the doctor on The Simpsons.
2: Very much, yeah. It was all very. You're anxious,
0: right, Molly? Yeah. Okay. We can bless you. We can bless you with this. I I had never been into a legal weed store until like a couple weeks ago because uh i had to pro yeah i had to purchase some vittles for my my uh my girl's dad who was visiting and it just it just it, it just shocked me like it was fucking popping with like tourists and like it was all so pro and like the woman was so like i didn't the woman was so confused that i knew so little she was like <laughs> i was like asking her questions and she was looking at me like yeah you fucking idiot we've got like 40 of those like which one do you want was the vibe <laughs> you know and i was just i was just like i don't I don't appreciate being treated like this, uh, but <laughs> but then when I went to check out, I, I didn't think they were able to take cards. I thought the whole thing was it was cash only.
2: Oh, it depends. Depends on the store.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I learned that. So I I just I paid with a card just to. See. I was of course prepared with cash, but mm-hmm. I paid with a card just to see what the vibe was. And they did this weird thing where they round up. And then give you the change in cash.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that happened to me yesterday.
0: What? What is? Do you, do you know what the purpose of that is?
2: Oh, I'm sure it's shady. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I liked
0: it. I liked. it. I thought it was cool. They gave me a dollar and sixty five cents back. Yes,
2: under the table, slightly. You get that dollar sixty cents to go spend on some some malt balls for your your
1: girls to
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was able to get a, a single diet coke with that. So thank you, for, thank you to Sweet Flower. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah, and there must be some kind of weird backdoor thing where like when you pay with card it's like through some type of that's what i'm saying different payment system I'm, I'm not exactly sure yeah they
0: must have somebody must have some there must be some uh weed weed entrepreneur yeah there's a there's a with...
1: green entrepreneur workaround kind of thing <laughs> i mean i'm cool with it uh,
0: i mean i was fine with it i just didn't i was like why are you giving me money i don't understand but the whole like,
2: we don't have this in georgia
0: exa- exactly exactly <laughs> back where i come from exactly i had to meet you at the sit go yeah, I was I just think that the whole thing has gotten too crazy and that people will eventually I mean it's too easy, that's the problem, or I think that we would see a return to the classic drug dealer. But I've heard the prices have gone crazy. Really? For
2: regular drug dealers or for No,
0: I, I was I was told that like legal weed prices get kinda high and people are like, I could Well, just- they
2: do get high. They get so high that it <laughs> makes you be like, Should I just get a regular drug dealer? I do know some people who just grow weed. I do think there will be an artisanal. Uh-huh. Return to regular weed dealers. Because I oh, saw it. Jason and
0: I were privy to a drug menu recently uh, <laughs> that a, fr- <laughs> a friend shared with us, a, a drug menu that he was given. And it was... I've never been more triggered in my five years of sobriety. <laughs> I got... I was absolutely vibrating with excitement. You were
2: like, something to buy that I can't get?
0: Exactly, exactly. It was the supreme effect. It was just, but it had like details that aren't necessary, but that make you want it more.
2: Wait, also, like, what kind of drugs are we talking?
0: Every drug you could think of, Molly.
1: Chris was probably, it was bittersweet because he was like, I can't do any of these drugs, but. You were also kind of proud maybe of drugs and drug dealers in general of like (laughs) how far they've come because it it was just like a nice like well-written kind of outline email copy of just like here's here's the Xanax we have. Here's the farm it's being sourced from. Here's what we fed it. Here's our ketamine. It's from this country, with this region, with this yeah. extraction method. Yeah, and you're like, wow, oh, holy shit! Hilarious. Like, I don't know what any wow, like
2: a wine list for ketamine. Kind of. It was kind- honestly yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, and it was just. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that exists, but yeah, I would also, even though I don't do ketamine, I would be very. Excited. You would
0: be on you would be on Chubb, as Jason would say.
2: Yeah, I'd be on Chubb. (laughs) 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 That somebody thought I was cool enough. I remember actually one time my (laughs) pot dealer, my last pot dealer ever, was like you seem like you know where to get pills. And I was
3: like, <laughs>
2: wow, I don't really, but I love that the sketchiest person I know thinks I'm the sketchiest person they know.
1: He's like, you're Jewish, right? What <laughs> what uh, antidepressants can you get me?
0: <laughs> so are you, you have a line to that Wellbutrin. My guys are kind of fiending out here for that. The streets are talking. They need it.
1: <laughs> well, Molly, the streets are also talking about hats. We were talking earlier. You, uh, you proclaim to me that you believe that kind of just kooky funky fun hats are are making a comeback is that is that fair to say?
2: Boy, are they. I mean, it's mostly <laughs> a, a Gen Z phenomenon. Have you, have
1: you read this,
0: Chris? Have you read this on GQ? Or I've anything? seen it and it's, there's, there's the, there's the, the knitted ones are very popular. A knitted hat? Like a beanie? No, like a, Molly, like a two- no, Molly, you know what it's I'm It's kind of
2: like a, like a pussy hat adjacent. It's like a crochet hat. Yeah. Like it's, it's
0: definitely worn by pussies, if that's what you mean. Oh,
2: Chris, come on.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I got confused there. So. I
2: noticed it. I went to a show. In Highland Park. Well,
0: that's your first mistake. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just noticed an uptick in hats. I saw just people are coming <laughs> back out, and it seem what what I've noticed is that it's like Norm Core, I think, is over. People are no longer wearing your generic baseball hats. Now they're wearing like mm-hmm. kooky silly hats.
0: Statement oh, statement man. hats,
2: if you will. Statement hats, I will say They're
1: splashing out. They're
2: splashing out like the the Silver Lake. Classic sort of like stupid idiots wearing a big cowboy hat type thing Mm
0: -hmm.
2: is fully back. Fully back.
0: That is you know, that's I think that's the ultimatum effect. I don't know if you watched the program, but a a gentleman named Colby was wearing a a cowboy hat on the on the show. Mm -hmm. But that was based in Texas. So I think it feels more it feels more endemic to those people. But you're saying that we could see a father John Misty type strolling down strolling down Silver Lake Boulevard in a ten gallon a Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well I th- I think I think that's the thing is like the Silver Lake hat that you're talking of, it's not exactly a cowboy hat.
2: Yeah, it's kinda like flat. I don't know what to call it exactly. Oh
0: but no, it, that's that's called yes, yes, that's called a stupid, big stupid hat, as you said earlier.
2: Yeah. Well my friend called a big, stupid hat. my friend Liza Dye calls it the Silver Lake lesbian hat.
0: I, I and if we're Liza is is a legend in her own right, but but unfortunately, I believe that hat actually belongs to Brooklyn first.
1: Wow, wow. Uh, how many lesbian showrunners live in Brooklyn? Yeah. They run other stuff. I
2: feel like it's very it's like the Pharrell hat and then it just kinda disseminated. The
1: Pharrell
0: hat the Ferrell hat was Vivian Westwood, I think.
2: I mean, yeah.
0: You're gay for now,
1: though. <laughs> <not. laughs>
2: but yeah, the big the big silly hat.
1: It's kind of it's like a cross between a cowboy hat and and promoter beanie cuz LA really perfected the promoter beanie vibe, you know? That's true.
2: What's a promoter beanie?
1: Molly, that's the saggy beanie. You know, you know like uh, you know like in 2011 you'd see like a Wilmer Valderrama type wearing a beanie that's really <laughs> big and it kind of flops in the back? Oh, oh the Condom beanie.
0: Condom beanie. We call it the Reservoir tip. It's the Silver Lake res. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's my Silver Lake res.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean once when the promoter beanie comes back that's when that's when that's when I'm gonna sell all my ethereum and just move to the maldives because it's over
2: well, okay, the thing that's that sparked this is that I at Zebulon the other night saw a guy wearing swear to God a Pirot hat, which is the hat that like a mime wears. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yeah, that's wild, man. It was crazy. And I was watching them during the show and I was like, it has to be a beanie. It has to be a beanie and it's just like keeping its form somehow. Mm-hmm. And then I got closer and I was like, no, it is a clown hat. This guy is so wearing. That, so it's
1: kind of like a felt dunce cap that has some little poofs on the top. Like a, like an old beanie would have a little kind of knit ball?
2: Yes, it's like a structured beanie that's like pointy on the top.
1: <laughs> something else. This is something else. Was it Was it in the classic black and white two-tone or was it a different color? No, sort? it was blue. It was blue. Well, well okay. was this person... This could be a next merch item for us if this is an emerging trend.
2: Well, then I was like posting about it and people were telling me other hats. They, they were like, Zebulon has been just like the ground, ground zero <laughs> for the hat wars. It's the
1: Wuhan of hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where this it is- all starts.
2: Uh, and somebody was wearing a... Somebody said they saw a guy wearing a chainmail hood. What the fuck? Which I think is cool.
1: <laughs> chainmail dick is some good dick, is what you're saying, Molly? That's not that's what I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what do you
2: The carpets match the curtains? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you the curtains match the drawbridge?
0: What is the what is the don't bring moats into this, Jason. Uh what is the, what is, <laughs> so of all these freaky hats that you've seen, which do you plan to adopt yourself wow. or is that a bridge too far for you?
2: I mean, it made me think, no, but it reminded me, it's like, I had this one silly knitted hat that whenever I would wear it around Providence, people thought I went to RISD, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think this, this hat thing feels like a return to uh pickup artistry to oh. he cocking if we've you been will. seeing
0: we've been seeing <laughs> a, a, a return to the pickup artist on this podcast actually we've had a few references to that recently
2: i think it's coming back but you know how he wore like a big furry top hat and the reason was like so that like a woman might talk to you about mm-hmm. it might be like hey look at your hat
1: and then yeah. and then That's when the I hot chick comes over to you and says wow this is a crazy hat can i touch it and then you say nice shoes do they come in your size bitch and then that's when they start taking their underwear off. That's called yeah.
2: negging. That's called negging, and you're a master you
0: know of it. it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jason.
0: Jason has mastered, but he does it with such a nice grin that it's hard for the recipient to kind of pick up on it. You know, it's. it's it, I
1: go, hey, that's cute for
0: you. I got negged the other night. Remember Jason by Scott Sternberg, and you were like, oh, I think that's the, that's kind of pickup artist vibes. Exactly.
2: Wait, how did they neg you?
0: He said to me, "I love that sweater." Who is it? Like, you know, who made it? And I said, La And he said, have you ever had sex with a man? Mm-hmm. He was basically saying that I am gay for wearing this sweater mm-hmm. and implying that that would kind of allow me to have sex with a man.
2: Now, that doesn't sound like nagging. That just sounds like he was being helpful. Like,
1: <laughs> you're just you're just Chris, suggesting Chris is, uh, he's a he's in a, a dark room and you had a helping hand to kind of guide you the way he's not saying. I see. It's
2: like if if you like the touch of this sweater. <laughs> You might enjoy a man's touch. Who
0: knows the touch of a He's man? He's
1: saying, you know, it's not a matter of if; it's when it's you'll when. ever suck a dick. It's just when that'll kind of happen.
0: That was that was actually definitely the vibe from him. That's exactly what it was, Jason. But I think that the. Have you read The Pickup Artist, Molly?
2: Uh, yes. The game, the Neil Strauss book. I have
1: yes. totally mm-hmm. read Fellow it. Fellow podcaster, Neil Strauss. Fellow, Fellow podcaster. podcaster. And
2: during COVID, I watched all of the VH1 show.
1: Oh, shit. No, no, oh. no, no. That's too far. The Pickup that's Artist. Far. See, that's the Molly touch. Only Molly would do something fucking twisted like that. <laughs> I appreciate that, but also I'm praying for you.
2: It was a good show. I wish there was more of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they teach losers how to talk to women
1: i picked up a few tips on the on well it's that show, funny because
2: sure. it's like there's all these things that are like you know wear a stupid hat and like ask them this question you know say no instead of yes <laughs> but a lot of it is just like Treat them like they're a human being.
0: <laughs> Basic stuff. So they don't do they tell guys to learn to DJ or did Jason kinda skip that skip a step and, and kinda teach them something? Chris,
1: if you're a DJ, you don't need the mystery method. Yeah,
2: they're more like do learn to do close up magic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially the same thing as DJing. That's
0: true, but you can't bring Rihanna into the close up magic. whats uh, what is what can you explain to me kind of what close – is close-up magic like a card trick or like pulling yeah. a scarf from behind an ear kind of thing?
2: Yeah, stuff okay. like that. Stuff okay. you can do in the club. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Do
0: you think that actually works on women?
2: Um, It does when they're on a reality show.
1: Sure. I think it probably did in the 70s.
2: I don't think magic is good to seduce women probably unless you're like at the magic castle.
1: That place is crawling with strange, isn't it?
2: <laughs> I mean that place is crawling with like old dudes on dates with like – you know sugar babies for sure
1: Marina, i'm sure copperfield cleaned up yeah that's the
0: thing is it all there's there's it's like stand-up comedians there's certain ones where it doesn't make that much sense but they do very well with the opposite sex chris angel they're sliding off the seats over there how is chris angel like how is is it because he looks like the bass player he could be the bass player in, like stone temple pilots
2: no i mean i think i think uh women love a skill.
0: <laughs> okay, so so you're saying DJing, magic, whatever. It's yeah, it,
2: yeah, DJing, Chris. You know, mm-hmm. whatever you do, being good at buying sweaters.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> men like that a lot. Unfortunately, I don't think women like it quite as much.
1: Just, just to, just to be a master of a craft. What any craft can be alluring to the fairer sex, as they say.
2: Yeah, podcasting.
1: Yeah, that really works. Yeah, people love. Ladies
2: them. love podcasting. Yeah, what I'm saying is I would go on Joe Rogan. Hell
0: yeah. Uh, would you have Alex Jones on your podcast though? That's the question.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I would I would <laughs> smoke a fatty yeah. with Alex Jones. Um no, I don't know. I would have any of the of the uh the podcast men. I I have actually this like long-running fantasy about uh destroying adam carolla on a podcast
1: not carolla the og talk, like like owning him
2: yeah just like they're all like radio guys from southern california it's like they're all the guys mm-hmm. who were on k-rock so the fact that they're all like public intellectuals now is- <laughs> public
0: intellectual is a very generous way to refer to adam carolla
1: for
2: sure for sure but i do think it's also like well, one thing about podcasting is like a lot of people do just kind of want to hear a dumb guy talk
1: Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but why do you think that is, Molly? Why do you think that is? Uh,
2: because they're like he's just like me for real. hmm
1: mm-hmm, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But also the parasocial thing is just very real. People are like, that's my buddy. Yeah,
0: that's the realist thing. I think that's like the realist yeah. podcast listener takeaway. But I think that like, which is
1: a good thing
0: for do us. You listen to do you listen to podcasts? Because I don't. Jason does, but I just I have no interest at this point.
2: Yeah, I do. I listen to True and On is my fave podcast but it is also one of those things where it's like you if you like the hosts you'll just listen to whatever they have to say it doesn't really even matter what the topic is
1: like how this uh this podcast that we're doing right now tens of thousands of people listen to us spend most of the show talking about you know pie and trader joe's and they were they love it happy as a pig and shit to hear it Mm because
2: everybody likes pie you know but i mean we could
1: have been talking about miniature golf or aids or anything and you know as long as we're all having fun like you guys are my friends
2: those are the two most 80s things you could yeah, yeah. Jason <laughs>
1: Jason weirdly loves aids i don't know why he loves you
2: know AIDS. the topics of the day
1: two epidemics that plagued our world it's anyone's guess which one was more damaging
2: well i'm just saying if you guys did be, be like oh now we're going to do like a 10 part very serious series on the aids crisis like people would still <laughs> listen to your show you I'll know give it a shot
0: yeah jason that's a good that, that's a good assignment
1: for us
2: you guys just just start making like really <laughs> like <laughs> serious content
1: i gotta fuck around and get on my peabody shit <laughs> I, i'm gonna fuck around yeah, and
0: with exactly. me a peabody yeah i mean <laughs> but we were talking today about about your new podcast which seems like a i mean you had you had some help i know but that seems like a lot of work you really you it seems like to me you chose maybe the hardest route possible
2: i mean it's fun though it's like if it's something you're interested in yeah it's fun and i Love to get obsessed with something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not like doing a research project where you're like, oh, I have to do this. Because it's like you chose it.
1: You get to get on your Taylor Lorenz and really investigate something that you enjoy. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm
2: blocked. I'm blocked by Taylor. Are
1: you? I'm trying. Yeah.
0: I I mean... Now, Good for you. now that she's at the Washington Post, you know, I don't know. I'm
2: but. blocked because I liked a tweet once making fun of her for not knowing anything about Los Angeles. And she auto-blocked. Oh, that was a
0: great tweet. That was a great tweet.
2: She auto-blocked everybody who liked the tweet. Wow. <laughs> Damn. So I am blocked. I'm blocked by her and I'm blocked by Nancy Joe Sales. Not
0: Nancy Joe.
2: I know. So I'm just like Alexis Nyers. Those are my two big blocks.
0: Damn, I don't. I'm sure I have countless that I don't even know about. Molly on the front lines of change. Not, not Jason. She wasn't at the insurrection.
1: Don't say that. She's.
2: <laughs> I do. Okay, not, so I, I do feel like this was. So my podcast is about Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood madam. I
1: think that's all the time we have today, Molly. It's been awesome <laughs> to happen with you. No, no, no. I, I uh, yeah, it's called Molly World. I've listened to both episodes so far. It's not called Molly World, but it is. It's called Heidi World.
2: It's called Heidi World, but it is Mo- It is Molly World.
1: So. Why am I why did I say Molly World? I guess it has maybe an even better <laughs> because reason. To you it. got Molly on the brain.
2: Yeah, it's called Heidi World and it's about Heidi Fleiss, who is a was a Hollywood madam in the nineties. What I what I found out is that like nobody younger than me has ever heard this story, which I thought was really <laughs> interesting because everybody older sure. is like very familiar with it. But just when there was all this stuff about the OJ trial, I was kinda like, oh, that was like the exact same time as the Heidi Fleiss trial, where they uh took her to took her to court for for selling sex and um didn't make any sense and yeah i just thought uh (laughs) it would be an interesting thing make
0: any sense
2: well it's just Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't it didn't make any sense to me at the time. I remember being like, well, why does she get in trouble? But like the guys who bought sex don't get in any trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what the podcast is about, is why does anyone get in trouble for buying and selling sex? Uh,
1: Consensual yeah, between, every, uh, between all partners?
2: I mean, it's definitely also like I chose this topic because it was an excuse to sort of like recreate late 80s, early 90s Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, if Molly Lambert has her thumb on it, I'm assuming Los Angeles is going to be a supporting actor or a supporting role in the story.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I just, like, I love that kind of, like, 80s turning into the 90s thing, too. Just, like, the long 80s and then, you know, <laughs> grunge and, and stuff, just completely dive-bombing it to hell.
1: The long 80s. You know
2: what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. No, I mean, because we're, um, I'm reading the, the, the Chuck Klosterman 90s book right now cuz we are going to have him on the pod next month but Oh nice. He um and he kind of talks about like when the 80s ended and the 90s started and it's kind of unofficially like Berlin Wall and 911 as like the two kind of book endpoints points for for the 90s and Yeah. you know the 80s kind of stopped in 92 or something like that?
2: Yeah, that's how I feel. I I I've spent a lot of time thinking about like when did a decade really begin?
1: And it's never because of the calendar. Well,
0: that's what I was going to ask. What are the signifiers for the beginning and the end for you? Is it just like a vibe or are like specific? The vibe,
2: sh- vibe shifts.
0: Is it a specific thing that you see and feel?
2: I mean, I think with the with the 90s, the 80s into the 90s, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, Nirvana, sure, Fiction, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like cultural cultural signifiers.
1: Hair metal's gone. Yes. Grunge is here. That was obviously a yes. huge one.
2: Yeah. I made like a mix for the podcast and I spent a lot of time just kind of listening to hair metal listening to like the progression of hair metal you know where it starts out kind of like it all sounds like motorhead and then it just gets more and more glam and Mm -hmm. more and more Mm -hmm. produced and then like i didn't realize but like warrant cherry pie is like 1990
0: yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of crazy and if you watch i
2: mentioned in the pod but penelope spheris's decline of western civilization part Mm two is like the best capsule of the Mm -hmm. very end of that era But it's also great because it has all these guys and bands that haven't made it yet that are all like, this money train's never gonna end hair metal's gonna rule forever I think that
0: hair metal might be my least favorite genre of music ever created
2: wow well you should definitely bring this up with Chuck Klosterman (laughs)
0: because I just don't it's so aesthetically ugly the music I mean I get they can write songs like they got hits obviously there's no denying that but it's just
1: Chris when you were when you were like a little kid you didn't you didn't like any of that music no the exact opposite for me because that was just what played on the radio and on MTV all the time so that was just it was in my skull we listened to Mariah Carey and janet jackson and shit like that boys to
0: men Mm -hmm. i mean i guess that's a little that's a little later but like i don't have memories of hair metal you
2: liked adult contemporary and i still i still do
0: i still do i just think you've
1: always been mommy's special little man yeah you
2: liked adulting you were like um mommy mommy,
1: more whitney houston for your little adult unfortunately nobody told you that chris these guys are all on cocaine and soon you will be, too. Yeah, they're cool.
0: No, but I just don't. I just think it's truly one of the... Like, the way that indie Sleaze is really ugly, I think hair metal is maybe the ugliest... That's the ugliest time of, of one of the ugliest times we've ever lived through.
2: I have so much more affection for hair metal than.
0: Really? I don't because I, I didn't really live through metal.
2: But I think that's probably why. I think if I had lived oh, I through
1: metal, I would be like. It was, it was uglier, but it was, it was the most fun, I would argue. I mean, those people are just having. Every single night is just yeah. a cocaine party where you just have sex with 11 people and they're all models. Yeah. Everyone's on coke. Everyone's having the greatest no, time cool. in the world. You just happen to that look part ridiculous. is cool.
2: I also love seeing like who the hot girls were back then because it's like a completely different kind of plastic surgery. Yeah, for sure. No,
0: that that, that is definitely a vibe shift. They all look part. so
2: normal. You're like these are the hottest babes, and they. <laughs> well, it really was
0: like the L.A. Like she moved from Indiana and just ended up at the Roxy. You know what I mean? And then she was sucked up into this crazy world.
2: That's, see, you're getting it.
1: <laughs> Everyone in my generation it was. We grew up you know, jacking off to Kelly Bundy and she was like the epitome oh, of... Oh, well,
2: you know what? Okay, so I interviewed Christina Applegate once mm-hmm. and found out that she had seen Decline of Western Civilization Part Two mm-hmm. when it came out and that was what inspired Kelly Bundy. Really? Because Christina Applegate's not a hair metal girl at all. She's like a hippie from Laurel Canyon. She grew up in like on Wonderland. Mm. Um, But she was like, I, I noticed there was this type of LA girl who was like, Just, you know, loves to party and loves to go make out with musicians and like tons
1: of hairspray
2: yeah like the girls at like gazari's and that was like what where she came up with kelly bundy which that I is was interesting. really interesting
0: i i never really look guys i gotta be honest with you i didn't really like that show either Wow,
2: you just hate um just hate the blue collar uh aesthetics i, I guess that's not
0: no that's not true were you, I, were, you what, were you watching family Matters or something i Chris
2: loved i loved
0: him the tool man taylor jason knows oh
2: okay, okay.
0: <laughs> jason knows that's a
1: little after the time we're talking about a prestige 80s television
2: married with children. Is very abrasive. I found it like abrasive at the time, and I was like, "Why doesn't that guy want to fuck his hot wife? <laughs> this you is know? confusing. She's
1: so hot. She has red She's hair so and hot. big titties.
2: Yeah, like what's wrong with
1: him? We had to suspend a lot of disbelief with that show. I mean, yeah, the no, ma'am. It was there was so much to chew on there with that show.
2: I don't know. Is it? it I actually love that show, and I think it's actually. You know, I think at the time I didn't realize it was like satire.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Yes. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew it or really recognized it as satire. <laughs> well, it's satire funny, like Fox
2: then. had his, Fox's brand was like, you know, edgy and crazy, yeah. but I, I feel like The Simpsons was sort of, they were like, The Simpsons came on because they were like, Married with Children is such a hit people like these shows about like dysfunctional families. Mm. Mm. And now everybody likes to point out that those shows are about people who like own a house on uh, one salary, the shoe (laughs) store. God, that's
0: that's hell on earth, Molly. That's exactly the kind of hell that I hate. This is so unrealistic. There's no way. That's crazy. You could never do that now.
2: (laughs) So it's a fantasy show.
0: Prices go up. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy.
2: Do you think Tim, the tool man Taylor, would have a podcast now?
0: Oh, hell yeah. Him and what's the neighbor, Jason, that I compare you to? It was Wilson. Wilson? Wilson, yeah. Wilson and Tim chopping it up about the newest tool drops. <laughs> I could see that really doing well. I could see Jason that.
2: Jason can't be Wilson. He's too tall. You'll see him over the fence.
0: No, I know. We took a photo of him at, 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 at uh, our house the other day, and he he was having a Wilson type moment because there's this larger wall.
1: I'm not only tall, but I also like peeping.
2: Yeah, I, th- I see you more as like a Michael Myers there coming around the the there hedge.
0: Yeah, he could get now he'll see. Yeah, there, Jason, if he if there was a hot eighteen year old daughter sunning herself by the pool, I don't I don't do that kind of peeping.
1: I'm only looking to see <laughs> he's gonna... how ripe the avocados are, the tangerines coming in. Okay.
0: Yeah, Jason doesn't like like young women he prefers stealing fruit That's and right. that has kind of kept him out of the slammer thank god
1: fruit is my anti-drug
0: yeah nobody cares if a couple of lemons go missing off a off a big old tree you know it's not really a problem in LA. we have a we have Molly, a, surplus. a
1: lot of people are are kind of complaining on twitter lately about podcasts stealing kind of the ipo and and the hard work that the journalists are doing with a story and then just kind of rehashing somebody else's article or piece into a true crime podcast and then you know making a bunch of money off of it and and not giving them any credit um first of all how do you feel about that as somebody who might be on both sides of the coin
2: yeah I mean, I think it's on both sides because I think journalists, like the only way to make money as a journalist at this point is to write some article you can sell as IP. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a lot of people warring over like, what's the last IP? Mm -hmm. I was just shocked nobody had done the Heidi Fleiss story as like a big blown out podcast yet because there was that wave of stuff about OJ that I thought was so good Mm -hmm. because the OJ trial was such a, you know, a referendum on just like everything in Los Angeles after the riots. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Heidi trial is too, but this was kind of like I wanted to read a book about it and there wasn't one, so I had to write yeah. it you know
1: that's the best that's the that's the best way mm. to to do anything. That's why I started this podcast
2: and I think also i was I was going through stuff that was so old. I was like nobody's doing anything with this anymore. you know it's like mm-hmm. I was going through like old l a Times archives and like old copies of Vanity Fair and details and stuff. Where I was just like, wow, people did so much interviewing of everybody involved in this story, like when it was happening. Mm, it's all here. Yeah, but also I was like, no one's doing anything with it. And I mean, so, I, yeah, I
1: don't think you felt any any guilt from that. And this isn't really a true crime story that is being unearthed and turned into a show. It's like something that, like you said, everyone who's your age and above already knows, kind of.
2: Yeah, and I'm kind of taking like my my perspective on it isn't just like here's what happened in the Heidi Fly story. It's very much about like los angeles in the 70s 80s and 90s and mm-hmm. sort of about how it's a small town and all these like families that know each other um so it's also like a person very personal
0: i felt like i feel like you're uniquely positioned to do this this feels like the right thing for you to oh, do thank
2: you yeah i, I mean that's yeah, I also why it's like it was fun to do is because like the more i did it i just was like this is exactly what i should be doing it just involves everything i think is interesting It's not about like uncovering new information so much as kind of like putting that information in context and and just looking at how how little has changed in Mm. in terms of what's up with sex workers. Because I also just was thinking about it like Heidi was so ahead of her time in terms of like branding. Yeah. Just like she she was so good at being a madam because she understood how to brand the escort service as being high end and as being like the drug menu or being like you know, the sweater you can't get everywhere. It's just like she was selling it to rich guys who were like, ooh, I want something exclusive that costs the most money. And again, that's like why it's like nobody got hurt. It was all consensual. These guys wanted to spend all their money and she wanted to sell them sex. But just looking at it now with like everyone having to have five jobs and everybody having to be kind of a brand and be, you know, Mm -hmm. selling themselves in this way and just like a lot of people having to, you know, do side hustles and do stuff like OnlyFans. It's like Mm -hmm. more than ever, everybody is like a brand who sells themselves. But also it's like, then people get shadow banned on Instagram for selling, you know, trying to sell OnlyFans, which is crazy to me because it's like, instagram sells sex obviously like
1: mm-hmm. don't look at my explore page
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah my according to my explore page they sell sex but they also sell tennis instruction so i don't know if that i don't know which one's doing better yeah, whatever Chris, i don't know which whatever, one's Chris. doing better no you're right i mean but it's just about money like everything else that's what it comes out well, it's to.
2: like my you know that's kind of the thing it's like oh okay the reason they don't want like sex workers to make money off of this is because then they can't make money off Mm -hmm. of it. Like, you know,
1: until we figure out how to do that, we're just going to keep it illegal.
2: Right. And like when it's illegal, that does mean that it's like bad people can do bad stuff in that space because it's not regulated. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: what I also thought was interesting about Heidi was that she was kind of like the sex business doesn't have to be like, you know, you don't have to be afraid of your pimp or whatever. Like your pimp can be, a woman who also is your friend mm-hmm. who like takes a 40% cut and doesn't like, threaten to <laughs>
1: we're
0: you. friends where's my 40%
1: she cares about your safety she doesn't use physical violence to intimidate and yeah, control it's different. you it's different it's
2: just different and I've talked to a lot of sex workers who worked in brothels who have said like yeah working in a brothel is much better because it's like it's safe mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah when when it is legal and when it is regulated in places like like nevada it's like yeah it's better for the sex workers it's better for everybody but also america is just so repressed it's like people don't want to admit that anyone buys or sells sex because it's it's puritanical you know it's like
0: there's a lot of layers to this heidi fly story i can't wait to follow along
2: well you guys are playing a couple of clients a couple of of John's, <laughs> I think I think
0: of myself more as a rocker, babe. But yeah, I mean, I've
2: paid—I've
0: never paid for sex, really. If you you know, if you want to break it down,
2: somebody was like, "Wait, you hired?" Chris Black to do a British accent. Have you heard his British accent on the
1: show?
2: <laughs> I was like, "That's right."
1: You're like, "Yep, that's, that's the my whole Billy point." Idol. Billy didn't have a great <laughs> accent to begin with. The, our, our, the Sheen voice is a tough one to do.
2: Well, yeah. So, yeah. Chris, Chris plays Billy Idol, and Jason, you play Charlie Sheen. Too
1: convincingly, I imagine.
2: You really took it on. You really were like, "I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt. I'm, I'm not gonna phone it in." But uh the results will may sound like a phone in because it was a tough one for me to do. No, I thought I thought you were incredible.
0: Thank you. I love to hear that. I'm glad that Jason's a shining star yet again.
1: Chris, you can be a sh- you can be a shining star too one day. Just do better. <laughs> yeah. Be better.
0: Well, no, it's okay. We do this podcast 3 times a week. I get my fill. So it's nice to kind of, you know, be able to share the spotlight a little bit, but I'm looking forward to our appearances. I'm looking forward to the show. Congratulations. I'm sure it was a labor of love.
2: Thank you. Yeah. It's so crazy to have it be coming out. Cause I've been working on it for so long. It's like, Uh, sort of forgot it would ever come out you know I thought I'll just be classic
1: stoner oh fuck I forgot
2: just also like I'll be digging in the crates like forever if somebody doesn't stop me you know this this
0: doesn't this doesn't have to end but it should
2: no it's like my zodiac it's just like I will be trying to figure out who the zodiac is forever because
1: even after they're behind bars you'll still be on the hunt
2: yeah I'm just addicted to the story so
1: do you know do you know what your next story is gonna be
2: I do I think but I'm not gonna reveal it yet because I haven't sold it yet so it,
0: all right well let me just ask you quickly before we, we go who killed jeffrey epstein
3: <laughs> oh
2: god the cia obvious obviously, obviously okay. Okay. there's actually there's a guy in heidi world i don't even think i said this on the podcast because i figured it out later but this guy bernie kornfeld who was her first boyfriend mm-hmm. the more i look into him i'm pretty sure he was also a proto jeffrey epstein like a fake rich guy that the CIA set up to be like a fake rich guy
1: to just kind of be like a mole and get intel from the from the upper crust set or to He's
2: like a guy he's like also just like he's like a Brooklyn Jew came from nowhere ran like a weight guessing station at Coney Island. <laughs> the tail was is all the, not the
0: weight not the weight guessing. And station.
2: then suddenly had like a bank called like international overseas investors <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then it became a CIA front bank after he was done with it. But that tells me also it was probably a CIA front bank before that. Mm-hmm. But then he like went to jail for a little bit and then he mysteriously reappeared in Beverly Hills with like all this money again and became friends with everybody rich and famous and always had a million young girls around so mm. it's also hard to tell it's like he could just be a regular rich guy scammer who does all that stuff which that's is right. why Jeffrey that's Epstein right. was able to blend into that world so well is cuz they were like nobody asks questions if you have money
0: that's why mm. that's why i'm trying to earn a large sum
2: this is a cia sponsored podcast right that's a well a we don't
0: like to talk about it yeah we're not paid for but by- they're one of many and we love those yeah, guys. Peter Thiel did not take us on, uh, but luckily <laughs> the CIA as well as BetterHelp, check those guys out. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've been able to, we've been able to secure some great sponsors for the show. We want to shout out to all the guys at the CIA that kind of saw the vision, uh, <laughs> early. <laughs> Early in this podcast and kind of knew to lock in with us before the, the ship took off.
2: I like the idea of somebody who, who mm-hmm. is confused between CAA and the CIA.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's me right now. Wow. If you think about it, there's only one letter away and it almost smells the same.
2: Yeah, you're just like, Yeah, I'm a I'm a, a C-I-A Yeah, you just kind of
0: combine the two letters and see if anybody notices. <laughs> there's no difference, but we're we're look, we're not affiliated with CAA, but those are our friends, so let's keep it light, Molly. Uh this is how long gone um Molly Lambert thank you for joining us
2: thank you so much I tip my Piro hat to both of you for
0: Milady. no no this was this was an overdue uh podcast and uh people can go check out your show wherever shows are yeah
2: check available. out Heidi World the Heidi Fly Story on all, all your podcast platforms Molly
1: Lambert the Paul Thomas Anderson of Apple Podcasts wow I'll take it that's right uh
0: yeah Molly thank you for joining us you guys go check that podcast out and we will uh we'll talk to you soon yeah.
3: All these yeah. I get, done Hoppin' niggas, all I I'm smoking the gas, like sicko. No. Fat yeah. ass, all I bitch, yeah. Yeah. Big rounds, all I will, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty clips, all I click, You joy, don't shit, yeah. Yeah. We let off shots, so you better get oh, it, set up, set up, pop out. Yeah. Old block bring them glass out, three hundred bring them shots out. Uh, we shoot all your block now. Fredo bring them blocks out, Reese bring them crates uh, out. I want to bring them racks uh, out. Make your bitch wanna stay out, but don't no think she gon' get paid out. I just like to play around. with niggas I don't play round. My boy shoot up the playground, so please don't get sprayed now. Cyrus on her way now. Do this all day now. Shoot through what you say now. I know she wanna come up. I got lots come commas, no me and Farrah. Yeah. That's why I'm so stuck up. Yeah. I don't fuck my fuck up. Miro got me fucked up. Hey. Shit got a fast. So you know that I'm gonna uh. All this bitches know I can't go. I'm uh. a nigga, so I'm like crisp. Uh. Uh. I'm smoking on the gas like cigar. Fat ass, so I'm a bitch, yo.